late summer 2005, I arrived for my freshman semester in college. Several days into this new endeavor, it dawned on me that I was going to have to do some laundry. Now, before I left for college, my mom made sure I knew how to do my own laundry, but these washing machines in the dorm were nothing like the one in our laundry room at home. Thankfully, the university I attended was prepared for doofuses like me, or doofi, if you will. I think doofi is the plural of doofus. Anyway, the dorm was prepared for doofi like me. When you lifted the lid of the washing machine, on the bottom of the lid in plain sight there were very simple instructions that told you exactly what to do. This was before the advent of Tide Pods and the like, so we had to pour honest-to-goodness detergent into this washing machine. And the instructions on the lid told you exactly where to pour your detergent, which cycle to choose for different kinds of clothes and so on. Now, here's the thing about doofy. There are two kinds of them. Some know that they're a doofus. They have a bit of self-awareness about themselves. I'd like to think I fall into that first category. The second kind of doofus, however, is far worse. It's the kind who does not know that they are, in fact, a doofus. College dorms are filled with both kinds of doofi. There were some, like me, who would go to the laundry room with the self-awareness that I don't know how to do laundry. And for that reason, we would read the instructions and follow them. Others, however, would go to the laundry room and wash their clothes without putting a moment's thought into such trivial details like where to put the detergent. And this kind of doofusry, to coin a term, caused all kinds of trouble for those who had to come behind and clean up the mess of people who could not read the simple words on the receptacle that said in very large letters, liquid softener only, no powder. As you can tell, I'm not still sour about that at all. Now, What's the point of this little airing of grievances? Simply to get us to ponder this question. Why do we go through all that trouble? Why do we do laundry? Even if you have mastered the art of doing laundry and you're not a doofus like I once was, it's still an awful lot of work, isn't it? Why do we fool with all of that sorting and washing and transferring and hanging and folding? The temptation is to answer that question by saying, the reason we do laundry is because our clothes get dirty or smelly. But that is only half of the truth. Let me give you an example. I have two sons. And something you learn quickly when you have children is that parenting is full of judgment calls. There's not always a clear-cut answer. For example, and I'm going to try to say this as delicately as I can, sometimes kids do things that result in their clothes getting dirty and or smelly. Maybe they jump in a muddy puddle or perhaps something else happens. I'll let you read between the lines on that one. Either way, as a parent, you have to make a judgment call. Do we try to salvage this article of clothing? Do we try to get it off and get it clean if you're not at home, you may have to find a plastic bag to put it in until you can get home and wash it. Or, is it so soiled that we just throw it away? Do we, for example, cut it off with a pocket knife and throw it in the nearest dumpster and justify it by telling ourselves that they were going to outgrow it soon anyway? Not that that exact scenario has ever happened to me or anything. Here's the point. We don't do laundry only because our clothes get dirty or smelly. 
we do laundry because we want to wear those clothes again. If we don't intend to wear them again, we just throw them away. But we wash them because we want them to be used again. We wash them not only because they've been soiled, but because we want that which is soiled to be cleansed and restored to usefulness. Now, what does all this have to do with the Christian life? I want you to listen to the words David wrote in Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. David uses three words there in Psalm 51 to describe his wrongdoing. He calls it transgression, which implies crossing a boundary, specifically a boundary that God has set. Transgression is a way of saying that I have rebelled against God by refusing to listen to his word. I have willfully disobeyed him. David also calls his wrongdoing sin, a word that implies missing the mark. Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Sin is fundamentally failure, failure to live up to a certain standard, namely the perfect holiness of God. And in addition to transgressions and sin, David calls his wrongdoing iniquity. Iniquity is a word in the Old Testament that is used to describe our sin nature, that general waywardness and crookedness that is true of all of us from birth. In fact, David goes on to say in verse 5, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity. It's important that David is thorough in how he confesses his wrongdoing. He does not downplay it. He does not simply say, I've made some mistakes, nor does he say, I crossed a line. He effectively says, I have failed in these specific ways. I have rebelled against God in these areas. And the reason I did that is because sin is not just something I do on occasion. It's part of my nature. On the other hand, David does not cop out by saying, we're all sinners. He confesses both. He confesses his specific acts of sin and his sin nature. Of course, David does not only confess his wrongdoing. He asks God to be merciful to him. He does not only say, I have transgressed. He says, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. He does not only say, I have sinned. He pleads with God, cleanse me from my sin. And he does not only say, I am a sinner by nature. He asks God, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. The word David uses when he says, wash me thoroughly, is a word that was used to describe doing laundry. Launder me thoroughly from my iniquity. It's as if David was saying, yes, I am dirty with sin, but it's not just on the surface. I am stained with it all the way to my core. It is part of the fabric of who I am. So if I will be clean, God himself must wash me. A moment ago I asked, 
why do we go through all the trouble of doing laundry? The answer was not only because our clothes are dirty, but because we want to wear them again. And the occasion for David writing Psalm 51 is not only because of his great sin with Bathsheba, but because God wanted to restore him. Psalm 51 has a heading. It's called A Psalm of David. But it does not say a psalm of David after he had gone into Bathsheba. It says a psalm of David when Nathan the prophet went to him after he had gone into Bathsheba. The occasion of the psalm was not only David's great sin, but God's great mercy in confronting him over his sin. And in response to that mercy, David asks the Lord, Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. He was asking God not just to clean him up, but to clean him up in such a way that he would be useful once more for God's glory. In fact, he goes on to say later in the psalm, Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. David wanted his repentance and restoration to become the occasion for other transgressors turning back to the Lord. This is what true repentance looks like. It's not just a desire that God would remove our guilt, that he would take away the punishment for our wrongdoing. True repentance means that we thoroughly confess our sin to God. We don't cover it up or downplay it. We agree with what he has said about it. And we desire not only to be pardoned, but to be clean. True repentance means that we don't just ask for divine leniency, we ask for divine help. As David says in Psalm 51 verse 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And verse 12, Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Pause and consider this amazing truth today. The God of the universe, who is infinitely holy, is also abundant in mercy. He confronted David with the truth of his word and with the ugliness of his sin because he wanted to reconcile David to himself and restore him. God did not discard David like a dirty article of clothing. He wanted to salvage him, to launder him, and restore him to usefulness. So, he sent his word to David to call out his sin and call him to repentance. And this same God has taken the initiative to restore you to himself. He sent his son Jesus, the only perfect one. Jesus took our sin upon himself, dying in our place on the cross, and God raised him from the dead as a guarantee that if you will put your trust in Jesus, you will not be put to shame. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us, to launder us from all unrighteousness. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Henderson Baptist Church. If you'd like more information about our church, you can visit us on Facebook or check out our website. HendersonBaptist.org.